Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Clark, research analyst with Money and Markets with your Bull and the Bear podcast. Uh, again, I want to make sure you're checking out our uh, website, moneyandmarkets.com, every day. We want to make sure we provide you with safe, smart, simple, profitable investment information uh, for you each and every day. Chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell, uh, Green Zone Fortunes co-editor, Charles Sizemore, myself and the rest of the team, we all work very, very hard every day to provide you with the best information to bolster your portfolio. When you check out the website, make sure you, uh, you do check out our, uh, and sign up for our free daily e-letter. Uh, you'll get safe, uh, simple, smart, profitable information delivered to your inbox each and every day, uh, even on the weekends, and on most occasions on the holidays as well. We, we don't take any time off here at Money Markets. So uh, just, just make sure you do that at moneymarkets.com. Now on with today's podcast. I had something kind of interesting happen while I was working uh, last week. But now let me, let me preface by setting the scene for you. Um, I've got several computer screens all around me at my home office here in South Florida. I've got uh, screens in front of me, on the side, and, and everywhere else. And, and they, they have charts and graphs and Excel spreadsheets and, and every possible thing you can imagine. And, and, and I try to, it's hard to keep focus on all of them, but you know, they're all there and they all have different purposes and uses. Um, and every day I use a program that uh, runs stocks through a series of filters. These are filters that uh, our chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell, uh, has set up uh, and, and, and to, to help kind of help with our Green Zone Fortunes uh, list, our hot list, uh, uh, various things. These, all these filters kind of help and they, and they signal buy and sell signals for various stocks based on the parameters that Adam set up. Now, one day last week, a ticker showed up with a buy signal that really caught my eye, and it did so for a couple of reasons. Um, the first reason was because it was a stock related to sports. Um, and I'll tell you that buy signals for sports entities very rarely happen. Um, one, because there's so few sports teams that are actually tra uh, traded publicly. And two, because while sports teams are actually fun to watch, I am a fan, uh, they don't necessarily make good investments. So today I'm going to tell you about the stock that actually popped up on my screen, why it popped up there, and why it's probably not a good investment for you, even though it did flash a buy signal. Now, first off, the stock. The stock was Manchester United PLC, trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker M-A-N-U, Man-U, which is kind of a popular acronym that they go by, Manchester United, Man-U. Uh, it's a company that owns and operates a professional football team, or soccer as we call it here in the United States. Uh, the team is Manchester United. The team competes in the English Premier League, which is the equivalent of the National Football League here in the U.S. It is a big, big deal. One of the most popular and lucrative sports leagues in the world. I mean, they, they generate a ton of interest and a ton of money, and their TV revenues are exponentially large. I mean, they, are, they, they bring in a ton of revenue. Uh, even here in the United States, you, you, you can watch their, their matches on, on a, a couple different networks, I believe, at least one uh, that has a, an exclusive contract, uh, and they pay the league to be able to broadcast those games, and then that, the, that, that uh, network actually makes money by selling advertising. So, in fact, if you just kind of consider this, in 2019-2020, this would be before the coronavirus pandemic, the total attendance for the National Football League was 7.18 million people. So 17.18 million fans watched National Football League games live in person. For the English Premier League, they had 14.5 million. So it's relatively on par uh, 
Uh, and you have to consider that the Premier League stadiums are much, much smaller, uh, more so even by half, half the size uh, of a National Football League stadium. And, you know, they do play more games, but their capacity is much, much less. So uh, it, is, it, it just kind of speaks to the popularity of English Premier League football. Now, as far as Manchester United is concerned, this is a team that's won 66 trophies across both England and European competition since 1902. It is a wildly popular team. Uh, and one that is even more popular here in the United States. Now, Manchester PLC is publicly traded and controlled by the Glazer family. Now, if you're not familiar with the Glazer family, this is the same American family that owns the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so it, it, they are a very sports-related family, kind of like the Boston Red Sox and the Fenway Park Sports Group. Uh, then you have the, you know, the New York Knicks and Madison Square Garden Group. These are all publicly traded uh, companies that, that own sports teams, the Glazer family, uh, owns and operates uh, Manchester United PLC. They do have shares. You can buy into it. You can do all sorts of things, just like a publicly traded company. Now, why did Manchester United trigger a signal? Well, the short answer is because the stock has been in an uptrend since the end of January of this year. And there are two reasons for that. One, the team, like many others, suffered in terms of revenue because fans have been locked out of attending matches due to the coronavirus pandemic. But um, and a good portion of the team's total revenue is based on ticket sales. There's a lot more to it than that, and I'll go into their revenue in just a bit. Now, England has started to talk about letting a percentage of fans back into watching games live in stadiums. So this has generated a little bit of buzz that a team like Manchester United, which does generate a lot of fan support uh, live in Manchester and, and abroad, um, you know, for people coming and traveling, uh, that does you know, signal some potential excitement in terms of revenue they could gain by letting those fans back in the stadium. Now, the second reason is the company reported a massive earnings beat for the recent quarter. Uh, they reported the quarter earlier this month. Manchester United reported quarterly earnings of 29 cents per share. That blew away consensus estimates of a five cent per share loss. So they actually bested by 34 cents. That was a 34 cent beat uh, in earnings per share. It was the first time in the last four quarters uh, that the company has beaten earnings expectations. Usually they fall short. Manchester United also posted revenue of $228.32 million compared to $217.02 million reported a year ago. So they beat both in revenue and in earnings per share. So you have the hope of fans returning to watch the team coupled with a big earnings beat, and that pushed the stock price higher, thus triggering it as a potential buy. Now let's focus on why it's not really a buy right now. Now remember when I mentioned revenue, uh, in 2019, the company reported a total revenue of nearly $800 million. That's the highest reported since 2009. However, that dropped to $629 million in 2020, thanks in large part to the coronavirus pandemic, which reduced television revenue, uh, ticket sales, all these other revenue streams were cut severely um, because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, it's a 21% drop in year-over-year -year revenue. Now compare that to its operating expenses. Um, you can see that the company managed to reduce its expenses in 2020, uh, it, but it was still more than the company brought in in total revenue. So in years past, the company was making money, but not a lot, uh, no more than around 100 million a year. In fact, in the average, uh, over the last decade, the company only averages a profit of about $24 million a year, which isn't necessarily a ton. It's not bad, it's still a profit, but not good. Last year was actually a loss. Uh, now, last year, the company was hit particularly hard, like I said, by the coronavirus pandemic, and its, its income loss was pretty significant. It lost about 116 million uh, pounds, 
which translates, I don't, I don't even know the conversion, but they lost in uh, Premier League television revenue. They lost in match day revenue. They lost in retail revenue. So jerseys sold, people in stands, uh, television rights. All those things were all greatly reduced, putting a big impact on Manchester United's revenue. So in essence, the company did return to profitability, but only because they did such a deep cut in those expenses, not because revenue was actually higher. Now, if we look at Adam's six-factor green zone rating system, we see that Manchester United PLC only ranks a 44 overall, which suggests that we're neutral on the stock and probably wouldn't recommend buying. The stock ranks very poorly on momentum. It ranks very poorly on quality and on value. It is showing an uptrend now, but it consistently trades sideways and is likely to continue doing so after what I see is going to be a pullback here in the coming months. Um, its quality scores based on the fact that it recently issued $78.4 million in debt to help sustain operations and its free cash flow is currently in the red. Uh, the low score on value is attributed to price to ratios. They're actually higher than the hospitality services industry average. So Manchester United's $811.2 million market cap makes it a good size and its volatility ranks well, but you have to consider that it primarily is because uh, its stock has traded between $14 and $16 a share for most of 2020 following the coronavirus crash. So it doesn't really move around all that much. Again, you have a headline jump, if you will, because of positive earnings and the potential for fans returning uh, back to uh, back to England uh, football stadiums. But again, I think there's going to be a pullback, um, and I think they're going to start trading sideways once again. So, uh, you know, you, you, while the company's return to profitability in 2020, football or soccer is expensive. Uh, you have player contracts, stadium expenses, other ancillary costs, backroom staff, uh, all these things. That is, these are all things that the company has to spend money on. Manchester United is going to continue to bring in money from sponsorships uh, because it's wildly popular. In fact, its primary sponsor is actually Chevrolet, an American auto company, which is on the front of their jerseys, or at least it was. Um, but they have a total of 61 sponsorships uh, total. They sponsor everything, basically. Everything has a sponsorship. This is sponsored by so-and-so. This is sponsored by so-and-so. It's everywhere. Um, and, and in fact, they're one of the, they're, 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 the, the team actually has the largest number of sponsorships of any other team in the English Premier League, but it is a source of income. And, and you know, they're going to continue to be popular both here in the United States and around the world. However, until soccer stands are full again and United gets back to playing in European competitions, because you have to remember, the team actually makes more money playing in continental competitions like the Europa League or the Champions League uh, on top of the money they make of playing in just the Premier League and in domestic competitions. So think of it like uh, NFL teams getting paid extra to make the playoffs uh, on top of what they already make just in playing in the regular season. Um, you know, there's very little to suggest here that Manchester United is a company that's going to blow the doors off earnings consistently. Now, they are in a position to possibly get back into Champions League football. Uh, you have to finish in the top four in your league in England in order to be automatically qualified for the Champions League, which is very lucrative, very popular soccer competition across all of Europe. Uh, they are in a position to do that, um, but they have to sustain that competition. You have to get, stay in the group play, and then you have to make it into the certain rounds uh, in order to make more money. And if you don't do that, then you don't get the revenue. So they have to get back to European football. Uh, they have to get the stands full again. And until those things happen, which is not going to happen, both those things together aren't going to happen anytime soon, um, I think that you're going to have a hard time with Manchester United really starting a massive uptrend in terms of its stock price. So all in all, the recent run-up in the stock price is good news, but only if you've previously held Man U in your portfolio. If you didn't buy it back in 2020 or before, it's probably best just to watch Manchester United on the pitch on television or in the stands if you're allowed to and, run, and not add it to your portfolio. Because you have to remember, sometimes what we do here is not only find you opportunities to invest in, 
but also point out those opportunities it's best to maybe avoid. Uh, and this is one of those, at least for the time being. Now, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this as a podcast, head over to youtube.com, search for Money and Markets. We have the green bull and bear logo. Make sure you click on that, subscribe, and then mash that bell so you get notified each and every time we put up a new video. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel and you want to maybe listen to it as a podcast on your mobile phone or on your tablet or on your computer, you can do so. Find your favorite podcast syndicator. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a wealth of other syndicators out there, not just here in the United States, but abroad. Uh, again, with those, make sure you subscribe and get alerted every time a new podcast gets released. Also, leave us a review or a comment on any of these platforms. We'd love to see what your feedback is. Uh, and if you have any questions, we'd love to answer those as well. Make sure you can email us at thebullandthebear at moneyandmarkets.com. We'll put that email address down below on our YouTube channel. We'd love to uh, answer your questions as well. Head over to moneymarkets.com again. Uh, make sure you sign up for our free daily e-letter. In it, we give you safe, smart, simple, sound invest. I couldn't I say that five times fast. Uh, but safe, sound, simple, and, uh, and profitable investment information for you and your portfolio. Coming up, we'll have much, much more. We'll have another uh, edition of the Bull and the Bear podcast where uh, Money Markets uh, where Money Markets and co uh, Green Zone Fortunes co-editor Charles Sizemore will join me. Hopefully, uh, our chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell, will be on as well. We'll talk about a couple stocks that might be worth looking at for your portfolio. Uh, we have the marijuana market update and our week ahead also coming out, so make sure you stay tuned for all that on our YouTube channel. Until then, uh, this is Money Markets research analyst and host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.